my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. A great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Andrew Beck. Always a great time talking to Andrew. And we covered a lot. Obviously, the big news of the week, the FBI raid on Donald Trump's house. Uh, we talked about the, the Democrats uh, voting to uh, raise taxes and, and hire 87,000 new IRS agents uh, to audit the middle class in the middle of a recession. Um, we talked about the midterms and and. and dragging some of these uh, struggling candidates across the finish line, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Andrew, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right. Without further ado, the great Andrew Beck. All right, guys, we're here at the great Andrew Beck. Andrew, how you been, man? Brady, how's it going? I've been well. Obviously, we know what we got to talk about today. Everybody at home listening knows what we're going to talk about first. The FBI has raided Donald Trump's house in Mar-a-Lago. Obviously, this is coming from the top, coming from Joe Biden or whoever the heck is actually running the country. The judge who signed off on the search warrant is not only a Democrat donor, uh, but he also quit his job as, as a prosecutor. You really can't make this stuff up, man. He quit his job as a prosecutor to represent Jeffrey Epstein's associates. So uh, you really can't make this up. I mean, there's layers to this story. We're obviously going to break it all down. But just your initial thoughts on what we've seen in the last 48 hours. Well, uh, look, I, I believe that the FBI is doing what the FBI was created to do. It was uh, formed in the early 20th century without congressional approval. In in fact, it was expressly forbidden to be right. created, and the yeah, Department yeah. of the Treasury did it any, anyway. They kind of snuck it in there, um, and it was formed to monitor and stop people who wanted to overthrow the government, you know, anarchists. Now, of, of course, in the 20th century, you know, early 20th century, um, anarchists were very hardcore. They they would actually uh, carry out uh, assassinations and blow up things and, and uh, whatnot. And you know now the FBI is saying, well, the anarchists are now some little old ladies that wander into the Capitol building. Um, they, they've, they've sort of morphed this version of what it means to, you want to overthrow the government into something that it is not. And uh, it's, it, it is really there to, to fulfill its purpose of be a permanent extrajudicial state police, this sort of Praetorian guard, which is primarily there to preserve the regime, not to actually protect the people. Is there to protect the regime? Trump said Trump uh, to the Trump, regime. Yeah, we, we we all know that he has expressly stated that 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 is his purpose to to kind of break this thing down, and that's what a lot of people in this country see as a problem. We, they see the administrative state, they see the executive branch, and all its various uh, entanglements and all its. Uh, 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 you know, webs of lies and oppression as being a real pro- problem that, that is inhibiting liberty, that's holding back prosperity, that's actually taking us backwards. And they want change. And Donald Trump has been willing to be the one to, to be that battering ram 
who uh, knocks on the gate in order to bring in an army who, who wants change. And the FBI is trying to stop that. Uh, the federal government and all the various agencies who believe they know what's best for the country, not you, not me, not any of the unwashed ignorance who are in the majority <laughs> of the country know, in the imperial city of Washington, D.C., they know best. And they have known best for 100 or so years, and they want to keep it that way. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I want to get to, I think, the the big picture here in a second. But let's talk about the Trump angle first, because I actually don't think that this raid really had much to do about Trump. I think it's more so just sending a message to guys like you and I. Um, but as we speak, I believe Trump is testifying under oath in New York um, because Letitia James wants to run for president one day. I mean, that's like yeah, that's the only thing that's going on there. But I keep going back and forth. I just want your opinion on this. You know, Trump, uh, I was going to say tweeted, but posted on his own uh, social media platform, Truth Social, that he uh, is worried that the FBI, you know, planted evidence in his home and stuff like that. Um, they were in they were in his home for about ten hours. They uh, turned all the security cameras off and ordered Trump's security out of the room and, and everything like that. Um, yeah, I keep going back and forth. It's like. I could see a scenario where, where Trump gets past all this and like runs for president and wins and everything and, and owns the libs and all that. And then it's like, I don't know, man, they, are they eventually going to just manufacture something on this guy and throw him in prison? I mean, like they'll do anything they can. They'll lie. They'll cheat. They'll plan evidence. Do you think, I don't know. I, I, it, it, sometimes it feels like they're just eventually going to just get him on something and just make an example of him. I mean, this is real banana Republic stuff, man. Like I, it doesn't matter if Donald Trump, actually broke the law or anything like that it, it's just the it they don't care i mean like the fbi doesn't care um so do you think they'll they'll eventually nail him with something you know real or imagined something has to change i believe there's a there's there's this there's a string of events there's this string of 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 efforts that the intelligence agencies and the feds have been uh, carrying out against Trump since before he became president the, and, and, and carried on throughout, whether it was the whole Russiagate thing, whether it was um, uh, 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 the whole impeachment, which was completely bogus based upon now things that look like were very relevant questions about Joe and Hunter Biden and uh, Ukraine. And 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 then there was the January sixth thing. It just it just really is one thing after the other. And I don't know if the goal is to throw him in jail. I think they would love it if he did something illegal, and they could say you're now in jail, Donald Trump, and they could have this big trial. But I believe they're smarter than that. I think they have seen enough um, unrest in other countries that they understand human psychology. I think it's much more about damaging Trump's image. Uh, not like that necessarily needs any you know, help, um, but but they don't want him running again. They, they see Trump getting back in for a second term as unseating them and, and, and as a threat to really the stranglehold that they have. Um, over American policymaking, that their their jobs are at risk and their dirty laundry is at risk. So they're going to go after Trump's whatever dirty laundry he may have, even if they have to fabricate it. I do not know that kind of stuff because you can always say someone fabricated something. But I, I think it's easier for people to just hear under investigation, 
FBI raid. There's there's these there, there's these catchphrases that the American uh, mind still latches onto and says that's bad. Someone must have done something wrong if the FBI is investigating them. And of course, we know that that's not always the truth. We have people like Martin Luther King who were uh, being investigated by the FBI. Uh, why? Well, because he was starting to talk about labor and foreign policy. When when he was just talking about racism, he was he was fine. Um, but but then the FBI got in his case for being a communist when he decided, you know, I'm 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 going to talk about uh, our our foreign policy and about uh, labor policy in this country. So Trump, I believe, is someone who they just simply want to damage his image to the point where him running again would either be impossible, um, not because he's in jail or something, but some kind of disqualifying factor, uh, or that the people who they think are the real swing voters, who are these moderate conservatives, the people Women. in the middle, yeah. et cetera, are, are, are going to say he can't win. It's not worth it. We're not going to go for him. We'd much rather have a DeSantis or much rather have a, a you know, Romney or whoever else it, they, they, it is going to actually lose to the uh, person who, of course, the feds prefer, which is Joseph R. Biden or somebody very like him. It's not out of the realm of possibility, too. I don't think that this is what they're thinking. I don't think they're they're playing 4D chess or anything, but um, it is a possibility that they're doing what what they uh, what they've been doing in some of these like congressional primaries. Um where they, they obviously want to damage him, damage his reputation, but also turn him into a martyr and just to guarantee that he's the Republican nominee because they do believe that Trump, um, I mean, every Democrat strat strategist believes that Trump is um, the easiest Republican to beat um, in 2024. And I think that's actually true only because there's so many voters that are turned off by the, oh, well, he must have done something wrong if the FBI is raiding his house, which is, of course, ridiculous, like you said. You, Martin Luther King's a great example. Uh, but, like, you know, because there are a lot of uneducated voters, you know, that will damage Trump. Like, even even if they find nothing, which I don't think they'll find anything unless they planted it there themselves, um, it, it'll still damage Trump with a lot of swing voters, a lot of independents, a lot of women. I mean, women are very susceptible to this kind of propaganda, unfortunately. Um, so like it could be one of those things where they're 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 trying to damage him and also secure his spot as the Republican nominee because they think they can beat him. That that could be. Uh, I lean more towards believing that they've overplayed their hand. I I think this is more acts of desperation that are coming from a place of weakness and vulnerability rather than a place of strength and confidence. Really? Really? They actually know. The data that that they that they have insights on on what people really want. I think this is contradicting what people want. I think this is this is actually trying to push back upon what they know. They actually do have insight, and they are concerned that it's now gotten beyond their control. And so, um, I I I do not think one like some people are saying this is somehow the end of the republic, et cetera. That, that we're on the verge of civil war. This is war. We're going to war. Oh, no. We're all going to go. Look, look, look. Not, not every crisis, not, not everything that happens is either 1776 or 1861. Sometimes things happen, and it's because something actually that's very good is on the verge of happening. And you just need to push a little bit harder. And these great big forces, 
will just topple over and they'll be shown to be a Potomkin village that really was making it up as they went along. And now the adults really can be in charge if it be, simply because we pushed through and weren't intimidated. I mean, I'm glad I had you on the podcast today, brother, <laughs> because you have a way more chipper attitude than I do about all this <laughs> stuff. And I really appreciate that. I, I sincerely do. Um, I mean, I just, look at look at how many um, incumbent Republicans were unseated in their primaries just in the last month or so. What what was the common factor? The common factor was they all voted to in, impeach Trump, but they also just kind of consistently um, did not vote along party lines of this more America first. Uh, you know, harder, harder line, sort of nationalist uh, 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 line of policy. And I think this, you know, rather than this being about purely a Trump thing, I think that voters are starting to act more in unison. They are starting to act much more objectively. And that's scary to people who think that if they can only control narrative, they can make people do something different. You see, this is this is this is sort of what they thought about Russia. This is why the whole Russia scandal, Russia interfering in our elections, uh, was was such a big deal to people who worked in things like media and who worked in the federal government and whatnot. Because that's that's how they think they work. They're like, that's our job. And Russia was sneaking in. They spent Russia spent four hundred thousand dollars on Facebook ads. That's what lost us the election. And it's like, n- no, I think people are starting to just see through you. And they're, they are going to vote in their best interests, regardless of the narrative that you are peddling. There's definitely some evidence that that's true, and I sincerely hope you're right about that. Um, that would definitely mean that Republican voters are making progress, and that would be a, a long time coming, I guess, better late than never. Um, but I don't agree with you on their motivations for like raiding Trump's house. I don't think— they're doing this because they're scared or they're nervous or they're, they're coming from a position of weakness. I think this was just a show of force. I think these people are extraordinarily confident in themselves. Um, they don't just think that they can get away with anything. They know they can get away with anything because they always have for the last, you know, like you said, what, 100, 110 years or so. Um, I, mean, I just think they've just gone scorched earth. I think this is a, a, a show of force. Um, not, I don't really think it has much to do with Trump. I don't think any of this, the Russia gate, the, the did he pee on Russian hookers and all, all this ridiculous nonsense. I don't think any of it really had anything to do with Trump. I mean, sure, they hate Trump, but they, they really hate you. <laughs> they, they really hate you and I. Um, I think it, they're just sending a message to guys like us to shut up, sit down, accept that we are, are, are born to be slaves of the political left. Um, and I, I think they just they know they can get away with anything. They know the press will cover up anything. I mean, the corporate press yesterday, um, all day yesterday, um, a- after this raid, was was labeling anyone who questions the, the the noble motives of the FBI a domestic terrorist. Okay, they were calling us domestic terrorists. I mean, like Mao would have blushed at this kind of of press coverage. I mean, it is just regime media. It's like if, disgusting. If, if the White House was literally in charge of of the press, I, I can I, it would be indistinguishable from what it is right now. So I I think this is truly just trying to scare people like us into submission. Like yes. Michael Malice says all the time, they want you dead, but they'll settle for your submission. I, I really think this is just yeah. a show of force, and it's targeted against us, not against Trump. I mean, they you know tr- Trump's just a widget. To them, they do the same to, to any any Republican, you know, any 
I mean, they, they called Mitt Romney far right and, and a Nazi and all this. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. If it was DeSantis, whoever, they'd, they'd use the same tactics. I don't even think it's about that. It's just about us. It's just putting us in our place, forcing us into silence. I think they do not mind to have an opposition. I, I, I think that the whole notion of controlled opposition is is um, is very true in the sense of the Republicans have been a convenient uh, pressure release valve for the federal government because they say, okay, let people have their Tea Party movement, let people have their uh, religious right, let them let them have these things, and 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 then it'll make them feel like they are actually doing something, and. I'm not saying that either of those movements were controlled opposition or that they were ineffective. I think they had a greater effect than the feds uh, thought they would and wanted to. And that's why they, they kind of have let things progress. I mean, this is really why Trump um, turned out to be such this enigma. And and, and this, this goes not just for domestic policy and in, 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 in sort of like the, you know, uh, foes on that front, but on foreign policy as well. No one could figure Trump out. No, no one knew what he was going to do. There was this, there was this fear, and the fear that he, of of uncertainty is what powered a lot of what was going on, all the various ops on him before, um, you know, 20, 2018, 2019. I mean, really, when when he when he really started to find his footing, when the staff and the administration became better aligned uh, with with his agenda. That's when it started getting scary for them. And I think now, even more so, there is real alignment within the movement in terms of what needs to be accomplished, what they want to target, and it, and it focuses really on personnel. It isn't just about the person. I think you are right there that this isn't just about Trump is trying to send a message. But we have to realize that Trump is the message bearer at this stage and that the, the message that he is bringing in is we will replace the people in the federal government who are responsible for much of this overreach, for much of this betrayal of their fellow citizens, this abuse of their fellow citizens and we are going to change that by changing their, by changing personnel, because ultimately personnel is policy. You can have all the policies that you want. You can say, hey, we are going to stop doing foreign wars. And your generals can say, oh, sure, boss, and then not do it and then brag about it in The New Yorker after you're gone. And, and that's that's what we saw before. Uh, it just just you know earlier this week. Right. We, we literally have generals bragging that the, that that they were able to undermine the commander in chief and that's disturbing but that's indicative of how they all feel and the reason why they reacted so intensely to Trump and the reason why they are now going this hard at him is because they realize he has the brand power to get back in and then not him necessarily. Trump actually hates firing people, which is which is really ironic considering he got famous for saying you're fired. But he 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 genuinely likes people, doesn't want to upset them, dislikes confrontation on that personal level, and has a hard time firing people. He he wants to sort of outsource that firing, and he will. And 
that people who will do that firing will be merciless and they will replace them with people who are ready to take the jobs of these bureaucrats who have for too long sat and let themselves and let their own uh, personal stances on things trump the will of the people. And that's why they're scared now. That's why they are going after Trump. You're right. It isn't because of Trump, but it, it also it also kind of is because it is what Trump will bring back into the government, which challenges their control over it. I mean, I, I hope that's right. And I, I sincerely wish I had 10 percent the confidence of in Donald Trump than, that that you have. I uh because it, you're absolutely right that this, you know, not everything is 1776 or, or 1861, but it will be quickly if, I mean, like, you know, we have the FBI knocking down the doors of the last Republican president. Uh, the Democrats just hired 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, they're they're doubling the number of audit, audits for the middle class. I mean, these people are sick. I mean, these 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 are monstrous people. Um, you have Democratic voters. By and large, just I mean, open up Twitter. It's all the FBI doesn't raid innocent people and just pay your taxes and you won't have anything to worry about. I mean, like these people are I don't know if it's Stockholm syndrome or if they're just so consumed with hatred for Republicans that they don't care how much pain they bring on themselves. Um, they, they just hate us that much. I don't know which one it is. Maybe a combination of it, both. It's, a, it's it is it is really a combination. But I, th I think people enjoy some of this sort of blood sport of our side is doing something that we know is going to hurt the other side. And that's really our goal. We we just want to see the other side suffer because they consider themselves to be at war. Whereas the other side, and we, we, we've talked about this before, the other side hasn't considered themselves to really be at war with this other portion of the populace who truly does hate them. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody who is for national divorce or for you know civil war or, or for this kind of stuff. But I think that you know, you do need to get serious about things. People who were anti-Trump uh, on 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 uh, many different issues, and it's it's mostly because of just you know social pressures. Well, in 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 my social spheres, they don't they don't like Trump. It's kind of popular to not be Trump. They benefited from the policies that Trump's administration brought in. They had more prosperity. Their 401ks were doing well. Everything was great. Gas was cheaper. Everybody was feeling pretty good. And I think ultimately or eventually people get the idea. Eventually people say, you know what, you're you're telling me this stuff. You're trying to get me worked up about this stuff. You're trying to damage someone else's brand in 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 my mind by the things that you're saying. But I'm not buying it. I'm I'm just not going to buy it anymore because I can't spare this man. He fights for me. And so I would much rather have a Ulysses S. Grant who goes in there and who is unpopular with the press and who fights and wins battles than to have a George McClellan who I care so much. I care so much for my men. Oh, this 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 you know, this 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 uh this 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 war that we're fighting is just we don't we, we don't have to do it this way we can do it my way we can do it strategically now nah, just just go straight at them and just and just fight and win that that's that's what people eventually come around to if they're pushed far enough and i think again this is just me thinking perhaps it's it's being wistful like like you're saying that it isn't so much about trump but about the people in this country have reached that point 
in, in, in many regards. And this is from me, both being on the ground in places like Georgia and Texas and Pennsylvania, um, but, 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 but also just from what I can see in the voting patterns. They don't care. They don't care about optics anymore. They don't care about narrative anymore. I mean, there was there, there was this there was this um, survey that came out from somewhere that was saying something like 68 percent of Americans believe in conspiracy theories now. And you know, conspiracy theories, of <laughs> course, can, can be can can be anything. And, and you say, wow, 68 percent. We are really in trouble. 68 percent of people believe in conspiracy theories. Or you could say 42 percent of Americans believe in conspiracy theories now. <laughs> the the other, or, or 32. The, 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 the majority of people are just simply seeing the world for as it truly is. And it is up to the elites. It is up to the, uh, you know, from, down from the halls of academia and government into the media rooms and, and, uh, and, and, and press bullpens to make sure that the minority opinion is upheld as though it's the majority and to simply pressure people into doing what is against even their own best interests. And, 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 and once that trust, I mean, trust, we, we were just looking at some uh, data that a client had, had sort of procured for themselves. And um, there is record low trust in the corporate media. There, there is this, there is this, there's this sense of even Fox news is, to some degree compromise because they have their own interests or they, 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 they have the interest of special interests uh, uh, you know, at heart. Um, so people trust more what they see with their own eyes. They trust what they can hear from their, from their, from, from their fellow persons. So that's why social media, for instance, um, is, is where people say that they get much of their news. It's, it's uh, truly this whole word of mouth uh, more you know, influencer-based system rather than this 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 top-down narrative that is passed through the corporate media that is now trusted by we are talking the majority of Americans. So I just um, don't I just don't have the same faith in voters that you have. I just don't know it. it getting Republicans to vote is like wrangling cats. You know what I mean? And it's like we just can't afford to get any of these elections wrong. You know, like we need a big yeah. red wave uh, this year for the midterms. We need to win, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever. It doesn't matter to me. I'll vote for whoever the Re Republican nominee is. We need it in, t in 2024. I mean, it's like, I, I hope you're right that Republican voters are learning their lesson. Um, but I mean, like, look, man, all we needed was one Senate seat in Georgia. Yeah. All we needed was one, and then we aren't, in this world of financial hurt that we're in right now. I mean, if, but, uh, if, if Donald Trump didn't listen to those idiot lawyers, of Lynn Wood and all these people, and if, yeah. if one of these guys, if, if like, you know, David Perdue lost to a, a, a literal communist, Raphael Warnock, who, who's also like a blasphemous, like false teacher of the gospel, <laughs> you know, like a truly wicked, disgusting human being. Um, and in, in, in a deep red state like Georgia, it's like if we had that one, then, you know, inflation's 2 percent and, and we're not, you know, we're not all poor. So it's like we just can't afford to lose any of these races. I, I, I'd love to believe that the Democrats have pushed voters too far and they will just circle the wagons around Trump or whoever. I, I just don't know. You know what I mean? And it is a double edged sword. You know, like uh, Republican voters do hold on to 
a little bit, not as much as I would like, but a little bit of that rugged individualism that made America great to begin with, um, which is great. That means they aren't statists. They aren't collectivists. They can actually think for themselves, but it also means it's tough. You know, it's tough to get them to vote for the lesser of two evils. It's tough to get them out to vote for a candidate that they might not like. Um, so it's like, I, the thing is, and you're right that this isn't civil war territory or national divorce territory right now, but we had the FBI rating Republican politicians. Oh, there was, I forget the guy's name, but the FBI also took a, 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 a chairman of the Freedom, Freedom Caucus, his personal cell phone, confiscated it. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's I... like, you know, we, uh, on order from a judge who represented <laughs> a child rapist. I mean, like, they're, they're, they're flaunting their degeneracy. They're, they're bragging about their degeneracy. They're, they're throwing it in our faces. And, you know, if we don't completely eliminate the FBI, top to bottom, if we don't, it, if I, at the very least, fire these 87,000 new IRS agents and scale back the IRS. If we don't you know, dismantle the ATF and allow people to own whatever guns they want, if we don't rip these agencies to shreds and salt the earth where they once stood and then pass a series of constitutional amendments preventing the Democrats from ever behaving like this ever again, with penalties like life in prison, right, for anybody who attempts to oppress their political opposition. If, the, if those things don't happen, it's going to get late early. Like I, I, I agree. Yeah. Like a lot of people are, are, are blowing this out of proportion. We're not going to start fighting each other in the streets right now. But we have the FBI harassing presidents. We have the IRS doubling in size. I mean, the IRS has has more IRS agents than most countries have a standing army. Right. I mean, like it's going to get late early if we don't reverse some of the statism, if we don't start shredding yeah. entire swaths of the United States federal government. It's going to become uh, very quickly. Maybe even in the next 10 years to the point where national divorce is the only option to preserve freedom in the West. Um, and I know that sounds extreme and I, and I know I'm a radical, but it, it is going to get late early. I mean, you, you can't yeah. look, look at what we've watched over the last 48 hours. I mean, it's we can't afford Democratic rule, one party rule anymore. They just they just agreed to spend another 800 billion dollars in the middle of an yeah. inflationary recession that they caused. Yeah. I mean, the economy is going to get much worse. I mean, if you think it's bad now, I think the and price of gas— And they think that the... it's okay because they named yeah. it you know, the, the, the anti-inflation bill. And so yeah. you, you notice that it's just narrative control is all they care about. And they think that's all that matters now. But I truly believe that just times have changed and they have not got the memo yet. And they're in for a very rude awakening come November and especially come November 2024 and and th i i agree that there are some things that can accelerate um that, that 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 sometimes when you do have people who um you know as jesus said you can kind of tell uh what the weather is going to be based upon the color of the sky but you you can't tell the times that you're living in i i i don't want to underestimate people's inability to not read the room, to not see that the times are changing and that they need to get on board or get out of the way, uh, that they'll just stay in the way. And um, I'm sort of counting on it in some instances because I, I believe that ultimately, you know, God does rule in the, uh, in the affairs of man. I'm, a, I'm ultimately a Christian, not a, not a conservative, not a Republican, not even an American first. I, I am... I'm a Christian first, and I believe that God rules in the affairs of men. That doesn't mean just on, on government levels. Um, 
but on a personal level, that, that God is ultimately after the hearts of men. And he is going to lift one up and he's going to put the other down. He is going to try to correct one. He's going to try to save one. And, and at, at some point, he then has to say, you know what? I give up. I'm going to destroy this one here. And sometimes people have to be slated for a, for a fall. They have been too proud for too long. And God God says that he resists the proud. He says before pride uh, or, or before destruction comes pride. And it's it is it is just the just the just the rules of the universe that God is not going to allow the proud who think they will never be moved to in fact never be moved. There is a moving and there is a shaking coming and some things may not be pretty. Some things might be uncomfortable. Um, it is it is certainly going to be a lot of drama. Um, but but ultimately, I trust that God knows what he's doing and that God is not going to lead us astray, lead anyone astray if we look to him for wisdom in this stuff. OK, when do we push and when do we hold back? Um, a, a great example that I've used throughout most of my life is the story of David going up against the Philistines. And it was, he, 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 he one day says, okay, God, do I go up and fight against the Philistines? And God says, yeah, go up and fight against the Philistines. I'll be with you. And he, he wins this, 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 this great battle. And then the next day he says, do I go up or do I forbear? Uh, by the way, sorry, I have six children. So they're um, <laughs> outside in the, the hallway now playing. Um, no problem. Uh, but, but the next day, God says, you know what? Wait in the trees. And when you hear my spirit going over the tops of the trees, that's when you will go out. And that's when you will know that I am with you. And that's what happened. And so for most of my life, um, I have simply wanted to wait in the trees and um, wait, wait on, wait on God, wait on God to sort of blow through the tops of the trees. And if, and if this is that time, I, I truly believe that we're in a time where God is blowing through the tops of the trees. We have got to get up and we have got to move. Stuff has to happen. Um, we, you know, have to use um, the, the you know, means that God has given us. And it really is a blessing that we can even have fair and free elections here, a, a relatively uh, 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 peaceful transfer of power in this country. Um, I think we need to use those means to take back control uh, from oligarchs, from technocrats, um, from people who believe that they will never be moved, who 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 believe in their own pride um, that they cannot fall. And uh, you know, I believe that God wants to prove them wrong. Yeah. You know, th another example from King David of just God's timing, which I think is applicable here. Um, well, I mean, everything in the Bible is applicable, obviously. But uh, when he had the opportunity to kill Saul um, in the cave and God didn't let him. And I think when it comes to yeah. politics, you know, guys like you and I could probably relate to that. It's like. This is we have the opportunity. Let's just let's just end these guys. Let's put we can beat them Let, right now. Let's go. You know, it's like, no, maybe right now is not the time. Maybe this yeah. is not the anointed time to do these things. You know, you, you never know. You know, God isn't slow to right. act like yeah. like we do. You know, t time in heaven is yeah. nothing like how we perceive time here. Um, I just we, we were talking before uh, 
but before we started recording, because you know you you uh you work in politics, you're a consultant, you 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 work on a lot of campaigns. Um, we we need to win these next couple of elections big, and I I am optimistic about the midterms this year. I do think we can win. I I do even think we can take the Senate. I know it's not looking great right now, but there's still a lot of time on the clock. Um, but we really can't afford economically to to lose uh these elections and. There, there are exceptions, obviously. Like our boy Joe Kent um, won his primary. He's going to be a member of Congress here in a few months. There, Eric Schmidt's a great candidate. Blake Masters is an outstanding candidate in Arizona. I think he's a really talented guy. Um, and there's a handful of others. And then there's a lot of just trash. <laughs> I mean, there's like, there's a lot of just trash candidates. Um, you know, Herschel Walker in Georgia has more secret children than I have rounds of 223 Remington, which is a lot. Um, you know, Dr. Oz is going to lose by 15 in Pennsylvania to a man who just had a stroke and can't speak. Um, and it just, it's frustrating. And I'm, I'm sure you share in this frustration too, since you work even more closely than I do to this stuff. Like Democrats are focused, you know, like they, they are collectivists. They are kind of a hive mind, you know, they believe whatever the corporate press tells them. And so they are, they, they nominate exclusively candidates who are best positioned to, to beat the Republican in the general election. And Republicans don't, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the wolves are at the gate. Republicans are screwing around like this is some sort of game. And they're nominating like just the worst slate of candidates I've ever seen. And it's like, I, I think Joe Biden is so bad. I mean, he's so mentally gone. His policies have, have wreaked so much havoc to the economy, has ruined so many people's lives, has, has gotten so many people killed um, that we can still ride the, the red wave and, and, and win despite how, how bad a lot of these candidates are. But it's like moving forward, 2024, 2026, we have to figure out a way. And like, I don't want Republican voters to be a hive mind like the Democrats are. That's awful, obviously. Um, I mean, if we have two massive statist parties, I mean, that doesn't really bode well for the future of the country. But like, how do we educate Republican voters? How, how do we get Republicans to the point where Democrats are? Well, they'll like, they'll say, hey. Maybe this guy isn't as crazy and cool as I want, but but like he can actually win. He can actually beat the you know because like we're nominating people that can't win. Like Dr. Oz is not going to win. Was never going to win. Can't win. Like it's just not like they just voted for him because Trump endorsed him because like he's famous and buddies with Trump or whatever. And it's like how do we get like I'm not that's not even on Trump. It's on the voters. People have free will. You know what I mean? Like they're not a puppet. Like they can vote for whoever you want. Like how do we? get these voters to recognize like, hey, we, we have to think more strategically. Well, so I'm, I'm going to try to answer this diplomatically because I have um, I, I, I have worked uh, in both Georgia and in Pennsylvania for candidates who were not the winners of the primary. Right. But at this point, I fully support anyone uh, who is is claiming to be aligned with a um, with, 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 with just the movement that is anti-whatever this is right now. V- voters right. don't really know what they want. I, I think the majority of the Americans don't even really know what they want. They, they, they don't even know how they identify. Are they conservative? Are they liberal? Are they progressive? We don't even know. All we know is that what we have right now, we don't like. And I believe that what we're seeing is people saying, hey, I don't care who the person is. I can't just as long as they will do what we want them to do. That's all we care about. 
somebody like AOC scared the Democrats at first because they thought she was actually going to back up a lot of what she talked about when she campaigned in the in in the streets of New York City. Well, you know what? She gets to the wide avenues of Washington, D.C. and doesn't really follow through with that. And 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 that's fine. You know, that's that is what we expect usually uh, from politicians. But it's not what we want anymore. That is what we simply don't want anymore. And Trump, I think, was a was a moment where people were awakened to the fact that you can get a celebrity and the celebrity has the brand power and they have some of this social cash that they can, um, you know, turn into earned media. Trump in, in 2016 it was the most valuable earned media campaign in history. And it was like a billion never, dollars, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, just 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 in, in just earned media, you just could not match that. Now the Democrats have actual money, so they can spend it on actual advice, opposition, uh, research, um, and they spend it. I mean, for our candidate in Washington, Joe Kent, they spent five million, and th- these are just groups, quote unquote, various groups spent five million dollars in anti-Kent. <laughs> ads in the to last put, two to put weeks. that in perspective how many how many voters how many voters are in that district 300,000 oh, no but i mean you're just 300 three, versus millions of dollars being spent yeah i mean that's like it's like 10 10 bucks per voter yeah spent to try uh, to take I down mean, joe kent yeah and, and and like some some people say it's worth it but what does joe have and what what did joe have he had earned media he was able to get mostly through the quote unquote conservative or, or 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 alternative media and social media because he was he was banned from so many platforms he 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 wouldn't get an invite to you know speak on any kind of mainstream uh, 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 channel it was it it had to all be done through other means through underground means through through um through you know, people uh, who were plugged into things like Steve Bannon's War Room. And people who were reading things like the National Pulse with Raheem Kassam and uh, people who follow Jack Posobiec. I mean, these these are the you know type of people where um, you know they they I think prove that these establishment candidates, whether they're Democrats or or Republicans, we don't want to we don't want two massive status parties. We want there to be two parties, um, one that is for. Uh, small government that is for um, freedom of the individual that and a and a prosperity and a protection of the United States and um, a a decency and a respect for human life uh, and of of course a valuing of their liberty and a uh, priority that 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 that, that lets those people pursue happiness and 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 the the let the other party be the one who fights against that ideal let them be the one who no matter what they say their actions prove them differently let all the republicans go over to that side okay let this isn't the republican party that i grew up with good go and be a democrat because i now someone who is not a republican now like the, the Republican Party because I'm able to shape it into something that I think is 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 more aligned uh, 
with what America is all about and what Americans ultimately want. So, 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 so like I, 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 I would, I would, I would much rather, um, we have people who are, yes, jokes, you know, uh, Mehmet Oz and, and Herschel Walker. Oh, they, you know, they're just, they're never going to win. They're not serious candidates, but yet people get behind not what, not who they are, but, but what they represent. They represent a, 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 a trebuchet that is launching, uh, these, these candidates against the, these, these supposed hallowed halls of the federal government and, um, you know, people who will then get in there and they don't, they don't know what to do. I mean, Trump didn't really know what to do. And it, it took him a while to sort of get it all figured out and get his personnel all, all, all figured out. But what we are counting on is with the various celebrities is that they bring in the experts and they, they bring in the people who are experts um, in management, uh, people who are uh, true statesmen, but who are men and women of virtue, uh, who are, are not going to sell out their fellow countrymen who are going to respect um, the institution by bringing back respect to the institutions, not, not just demanding respect, no matter what the institution does. And if it takes a hundred Herschel Walkers and Mehmet Oz's and Donald Trump's and Kanye West's, I'll take it. I mean, so would I, but Trump proved that he can win. You know, like he's not like guys like Mehmet Oz and Herschel Walker aren't running a Trump like campaign other than the fact that they wear MAGA hats and, and were endorsed by Trump. They're not talking about the issues that made Trump win these swing states. They're just kind of fair, know. fair. So it's like, and, 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 right. If if like your concern is primarily can they actually win? Well, look, we we have those same concerns, too. We we, we had those same doubts, which is why we worked for other candidates because right. we, we we did not think that they were um, the, the the best possible candidates to be put forward. However, now that they're there, we very much want it to be, you know, what 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 do people want? Right? We we, we don't want to control what people want. We don't want to try to dictate to people what they want. We want to listen to them and say what is what what is it that made these people win the primary and. If there's something there that can be salvaged, this is really what branding is about. You you go for the truth. You go for whatever the kernel of truth that you have about this product or about this um, you know mission or this organization or whatever it may be. And you say we're going to take this truth and we're going to make it big and we're going to make that the emphasis. And yes, can can you see um, that not happening with the Oz campaign? Um, with the Walker campaign, I could I, I could name a couple of others, but again, I don't want to step on too many toes here because we're ultimately on the same side. Of course, but we we do need a degree of competence here in comms, uh, in our communications, where things are being pushed out that are going to appeal not just to, you know, the people who voted for you in the primary and the people who are just ah we're going to just vote for you no, no matter what, but for the people who are maybe not so excited about you. 
for who maybe are a bit skeptical about your motives. I mean, people people like you, where do you stand on the issues? The issues are ultimately what I care about, not whatever brand you're attaching to yourself. So you you make the issues the brand. That 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 is that is what we saw with Blake Masters. Blake Masters very early on came out and just said, "This is where I stand on this stuff," and just went really hard on it. And you know, Joe Kent did the same thing. And that's what we want. That's what we want candidates to be: people who can who can disrupt, um, uh, 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 not just you know some some institution uh, or 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 you know in, industry. But to disrupt the way that people think, how they to, to actually turn their minds to say, wow, okay, yeah, it doesn't matter if someone says this is uh, that uh, this is this is America first, or this is uh, you know pro democracy, or this is authoritarian. What what matters is what it is. What is actually the truth? What is the substance here? And um, then then let let that you know, let new brands form around those truths. Um, so, so look, I, I hope that I'm right. And I sincerely hope that you're wrong because I of, of course have the, have the, have the same concerns with these very key races that, that really matter. <laughs> we, we sort of have 2020, uh, as, as, you know, proof at just how, you know, how, how sometimes trying to over-engineer, uh, yeah. you know, and 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 really, it's um, you know some some people who are in this MAGA establishment that's forming now actually do things that are very counterproductive uh, to the overall objective. Um, we we don't have too many tries left to make mistakes, right? We don't we don't have too many free passes because every time that there's a mistake by the people who boost one candidate versus the other, who make the in- endorsements go one way versus the other, who 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 uh, put super PAC money behind one versus the other, um, you know, they can say whoopsie daisy. But then, as you say, inflation hits because of that seat wasn't filled by somebody who would resist the spending that um, th- 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 we, 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 we could be going to war uh, based upon you know, somebody losing a seat that if it was filled, we could have peace. Yeah. These things matter a lot. And, and, um, I'm afraid that, yeah, that like the, uh, political consulting class, um, especially the one, the, the, the one that has formed, uh, in the wake of Trump is not really prepared to do that. And, and, and that's really why we formed night takes rook. It's, we wanted to sort of, um, you know, bring some of the professionalism, uh, bring some of the insight and the expertise to a movement that desperately needs it. Yeah. I mean, that's why I like you guys, too, is because you you do exist to disrupt the establishment or the status quo or whatever, whatever language you want to you want. But everybody understands what that means. Right. <laughs> At least people like us understand what that means. And that's you know, I'm an anarchist, for goodness sakes. So my this podcast exists <laughs> to disrupt those those same things that you guys are, are attempting to, to disrupt. It's like. This and we can end here. I know I know we're almost out of time, but I uh, it's just so frustrating because this cycle should be the easiest cycle for Republicans in the history of the country. <laughs> I mean, like maybe not the history of the you know, like 1984 was pretty easy. 1924 was, you know, obviously after Woodrow Wilson destroyed the country and then they they, they got four years of Harding, Harding and Coolidge. Coolidge won like 
forget whatever 40 something states or whatever 60 percent of the vote but it's like this should be like that you know like i wish we could kidnap joe kent and blake masters for a couple days ship them to pennsylvania so they could teach Mehmet oz how to campaign you know (laughs) it's the easiest sales pitch in the world it's the party of the irs and the fbi (laughs) versus the party of peace and prosperity i mean like if you can't win on that message you're worthless. You know what I mean? It's like this is a slam dunk. We have rogue FBI agents raiding presidents' houses. The, the Democrats just voted to double the size of the IRS. Double the size of the IRS. My goodness. Is that what the American people really want? Is that what independents, is that even what Democrats want? Of course not. I mean, this should be the easiest slam dunk cycle in the history of the world. And it's like we just... Republican primary voters, man. It's like, yeah. it, and I, I am one. I'm a registered Republican here in Ohio. Like, I, I, it's like, guys, it didn't have to be this way. We had, you know, m- much better candidates in a lot of these states, and it's just, it, it's like, I'm, I'm watching these campaigns, and it's like it's bringing me physical pain. It's like, just like, put me in charge of this campaign for five minutes, and I'll turn it around. You know, it's like because this is so easy. It's so easy to point out the failures of Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. It's the easiest thing in the world. And most of the country agrees. It's like if you look at real clear politics, it's like right direction, wrong direction of the country. And, you know, people saying the country's going in the right direction is usually in the low 20s this year. It's like 21, 23 percent. It's like, my goodness, we should be able to flip every single one of these seats. But, you know, candidates matter. You know, candidates matter. Personalities matter a lot more than guys like you and I wish they would. You know, I wish, uh, you know, like I'm a libertarian. You know, I, I every vote I've cast my entire adult life has been me sucking it up, swallowing my pride and voting for the lesser of two evils. You know, voting for the, the, the most liberty-oriented candidate who actually has a chance to win. That's who I vote for. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like I, I wish more Republicans could do that. They could actually just look at the slate of candidates in primaries and say, all right. Who can actually win? Who can actually get the job done? Who can actually present a message to, to independence that, that people can understand? And I, don't, I think we just there's a lot of work to be done, you know. And I, I do think, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm trying not to be as pessimistic. I do think that um, Joe Biden sucks so bad <laughs> that it might not matter. You know what I mean? That, that Herschel Walker's kids and, and Dr. Oz's mansion in New Jersey, you know, all this nonsense. I, it might not even matter. Uh, at the end of the day, because the Democrats are so unpopular, their policies are so unpopular. But um, moving forward, I hope uh, you know. I hope I hope consultants like you guys <laughs> can, can steer the ship a little bit. Um, I, I hope I hope shows like this can steer the ship a little bit. Um, a, a small rudder can can change the direction of a of a yeah. huge ship. So you know that that's what we're all well, we're all trying to do. But you know, it's like man, looking at some of these races, it's like oh boy, it didn't have to be like even if we win every single one of them, even if we win every single one of them. Guys like you and I are going to have a lot more heartburn <laughs> than we should. Like, this should be easy. Like, we should yeah. not be worried about this. Like, this should be, like, 2022 should be just a slam dunk, man. It should be yeah. like men fighting boys. It should be like the most yeah. lopsided boxing match you've ever seen, and it's not. And it, it could have been. And that's why it, 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 there's no point in whining about what could have been. You know, the past is the past. But it's like, boy, oh, boy, it could have been different. Yeah, it, it, it takes a degree of... Discipline and comms. And right. I, I, I believe that much of the staff, um, much of the personnel that surrounds some of the more emergent candidates, um, you know, the, the, the candidates themselves have never run before. 
and they either one they just hire on the same old consulting class well the old firms who are just they just do republican uh candidates so we we pick them and it's like they pick republican candidates who lose like yeah. they, 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 that's that's who they work for do you want to lose pick those people or they pick people who have never done something even close to this before yeah. and they overthink things and you know sometimes the, the 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 best political insights that i can offer are the ones that i hear from um you know, people who are just paying attention. I think that a plumber in New Jersey, I think that a a uh, you know somebody on the assembly line in Ohio sometimes has a better grip of what's going on, like what people actually want, um, than you know somebody who is being paid a ton of money to to give political insights because they're not affected by it. They don't have to necessarily live with the choices um, that that. Uh, that that their candidates bring, whereas the people who are on the assembly line, the people who who uh, you know, are being af affected by this stuff, uh, they are they they have to live with these candidates. So it isn't just about making sure that our side, quote unquote, wins. We we do want to get the best possible people in who will uh, stick to what what I spoke about is the real primary objective, which is to get in and not just to pretend like we are in government and pretend like we're doing something differently is to actually be personnel who carries out policy, who, who, who is going to be a part of these committees, who is, who, who uh, is going to have their say on various appointments, who are going to not just sign off on bills one way or the other, who are not just going to see their primary purpose for serving in the Senate, or in the House of Representatives as 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 either bringing pork back for their districts or for uh, choosing economic winners and losers in this economy that that that's that's not what Congress is meant to be for. And I want people in there who are either going to really be the type of political animals who will say, I am for a different objective. The objectives have changed. This is not business as usual anymore. Uh, or I want people in there who, um, are just going to bother the people who are in there for for uh, the the reasons uh, that that have become the status quo. And if Herschel Walker gets in there and all he does is just bother Democrats, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, would I? And, and then he just votes, you know, however the way. Okay, hey, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just vote party line at at all times. Well, then, you know what? I mean, we're we're at least getting what the Democrats have um, and, and then getting a getting a little bit of a, you know, wild card in there in terms of our own side. So so like I'm 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 very hopeful. Um, I'm I'm somebody, of course, who's working towards these things. So I would like to believe that my efforts are not going to be completely in vain. But there's there's certainly a lot of work to do. And I'm I'm just, uh, you know, hoping for the best. Uh, maybe preparing for a little bit of the worst, but ultimately trusting that, um, you know, if I do my part, God will ultimately be the judge. And um, and at the end of the day, he, he he will have his say. Yeah, man. Amen, brother. I mean, if if it doesn't work, if we lose and everything falls apart, it won't be for lack of effort from guys like you and I. <laughs> you know? right, right this exactly. time, ladies and gentlemen, you can't exactly. you can't blame Brady Leonard 
or Andrew Beck, if things fall apart, we are trying our best. <laughs> Whatever happens, it won't be for a lack of effort. That is right. That's, that's sure. just that's just that's just what I want. I just want a complete vindication. <laughs> I know we're out of time, my brother. Thanks for doing this, man. Let's do it again soon. Everybody, follow Andrew on Twitter at Andrew Beck USA. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back. Uh, nope, I'm on vacation on Monday. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.